I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to The Millennial Divide, a podcast about navigating the millennial decade. We are three people who like each other a lot. And some of us are related, some, some of, us, of us are not. I thought you were going to say some of us more than others. <laughs> and then you look directly at me, Ellen. <laughs> Luckily, we are blood related. On my left, I have Ellen. Hello, I'm Ellen. I'm 33 and I'm in the middle of the millennial divide. On my right, I have Selena. Hi, I'm Selena. I'm not a sister, but I'm 36. I got it right this Woo! week. Oh, <laughs> she's still back in it. Oh, yeah. And I'm Dimity. I'm the youngest member of our trio at 27. We have a very exciting week this week, lots of things to talk about. I'm just going to jump right in. We are talking about social media and shaming, public shaming. Shame. shame. Shame on social media, which we've all done. Have we? Have we? Discuss. <laughs> Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. I don't I'm so I'm, excited I'm about so this. I have no idea how we're gonna what we're gonna talk about related to this, but I know that Selena, you've done some research. I've done some research. Oh, I've got ideas. Got some facts. I can only assume. The Royal Commission. We have all done a lot of reading. We really <laughs> have into banking. Yep, we're really going to nail it. So trust us, we're, we've got this. And if we it's don't, okay, Dad. Dad will let us know next week. So that's okay. <laughs> Get cracking. It is a TV show and Selena's going to take us through that as a recommendation. I have a surprise question. Bet Ooh. you two weren't expecting that. No. Yeah, strap yourselves in. Is a surprise in. that you don't have one yet? <laughs> <laughs> and it will come at one stage later tonight. <laughs> And I'm going to share a mantra that is a good mantra. I just can't quite credit it. So I'm going to pretend it's my own that I made up. Anyway, Good, good, go, good idea. Let's just go, just go ahead and not ask too many questions. Social media. So if some of you aren't aware, there's this thing, Ellen, I'll explain it to you because I, I, Selena's actually, I know, she's, I've a, she's across I've been in the baby it. bubble. Yeah, but I yeah. mean, and before that. But yeah, no, like, no, you're, you're across things, but just in case you aren't. Have you heard of Facebook? <laughs> so there's this thing called Facebook. The Facebook? And some people I like had, to. Excuse me, I had Facebook probably before any of you because I was in Canada when it first came oh, out. Oh, my God, early adopter. So I was an early adopter. I was probably about December 2006. OMG. So there you go. Sounding a little defensive. <laughs> okay, so social media is kind of known for some wonderful things, bikini models, mm-hmm. other things. Influences. Cake decorating videos. Oh, oh yes. So true. Food yeah. videos. But unfortunately, and I don't know if you guys are aware of this, some people don't really take to it as well as oh. others, and it's introduced a new species of people mm. and they're called keyboard warriors. Oh. Yeah. Is that like trolls? Yeah. Ah, trolls. Okay. So anyway. not really new. 
It's been going on for probably since humans have existed. Keyboard is slightly different to trolls, though, because like a troll's just really horrific, whereas keyboard warriors think they've got a message. They've got a cause. I think oh. you're probably right. Trolls are just doing it for the attention. Am I misusing the term? Well, keyboard warriors. Okay, I'm not sure, yeah. but okay. I, I feel like trolls are just just your classic go do yeah. terrible things to yourself. Yeah, mm. breed keyboard warriors are like. This is my platform and I'm going to make yeah, sure that yeah. everyone You shouldn't be doing that to society. <laughs> actually yeah. sounds a bit like me. Okay, so <laughs> I am one of them. Um, so in is the last... This an intervention? <laughs> I have something to admit. In the last week we've seen a really interesting development um, which has kind of culminated in an interesting question around these trolls and, and public shaming online. So if if you weren't aware, a w- about a week ago, Carrie-Anne Kennelly, actually it was more than a week ago, when is Australia Day? This is how patriotic I am. <laughs> Two weeks ago, Carrie-Anne Kennelly, in an appearance on Studio 10, asked whether uh, any of it, because there was a few Invasion Day protesters in in protest of the Australia Day date, which people have a, a big problem with, and we won't go into the politics of that at this stage, but people have a big problem with it. And she suggested that these protesters, quote, have they ever been to the outback where children, babies, five-year-olds are being raped, their mothers are being raped, their sisters being raped, what have you done? And Yumi Steins, who was also a co-panellist on this, said that her statements were not even faintly true and that she sounded quite racist. They both copped a lot of heat after this and and both got quite publicly shamed on social media. Yumi Steins had an interesting response to this. She decided to screenshot uh, the responses that she was getting, all these trolls that she was getting, and in her own way, publicly shame them. So she was screenshotting statements of people saying that she should go kill herself, that she's a C-bomb, and that's a really bad word that I'm not (laughs) saying on the podcast, especially that word. Awful things. Some people in a response, it's a very complicated story, so I'm hoping you're still here with me, but some people who she publicly shamed um, were quite attacked on their own media platforms. Mm. Some of them shut down their accounts. So By it's Yumi this, Stein's supporters. Yeah. Oh. So it's been a really interesting display of back and forth everywhere public <laughs> shaming. And, and um, how to best do it and do you or, do it? Or how, is there a best way to publicly shame? <laughs> Discuss. It's a how-to guide. Yeah. We're going to so take we're through gonna... the steps. <laughs> Step one, screenshot. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm just really interested in this. Oh, little baby's got a cough. Um, she's back again. I didn't preface that in case you hear any squeaks. We've got a little baby in the podcast. But I'm interested because I've, re- I've read this book. Um, do you guys know it? It's called. It's by John Ronson. It's called So You've Been Publicly Shamed. No. I've heard of it. That I haven't read it. Oh, it's so good. And he takes the reader through a number of different stories and I guess it's kind of an ethical consideration about people who have been publicly shamed. Um and I've been talking for a while, but just one last thing, um, because I, I think we'd all remember it. There was this interview he has with this woman called Justine Socko, and she was the woman on who Africa. went in yeah, the plane to Africa, who went from that. New York to Africa, oh, yes, yeah. South Africa. And in that time, which is an eleven-hour flight, mm. she before she went, she um, tweeted, mm. "Going to Africa. Hope I don't get AIDS. Just kidding. I'm white." Mm. So she tweeted that before she went, 11-hour flight. Mm. When she landed, it was an onslaught. Mm. She got 
fired ultimately from her job. And for years she couldn't actually find a job. She mm. It was wow. completely um, following her. Mm. So it does destroy people's lives, although she has just been rehired by the company that fired her. But, you know, it does for a number of years. Yeah. That was four years that she was Do you think they were the just like, guys, look, Carrie Ann and Yumi, they've taken the heat <laughs> off her. We can probably let her back in. Do you now. know what? I reckon people have forgotten about it until now and we've dragged her name through the mud again. But what do you guys, because do you put that in the same category even? Yeah. Look, I think I find the Yumi Steins things really interesting. I think she's she was in Is Australia Sexist, a really great um, show on SBS uh, that was shown a couple of weeks ago where she confronted a man who'd sent her lewd messages on a dating site and kind of said, you know, do you think this is appropriate? So she's not one to back down from these kinds of things, whereas mm. I think if it was me, I... To have that ongoing argument. Oh, and totally. I'd just be exhausted by mm. it. And I was looking at um, Forbes. Forbes have 10 top tips on what happens if you get trolled, which oh. is really interesting. And it was first, establish a policy. Second, ignore them. Make light. Unmask them, um, which I guess oh, is unmask. what she's well, that's doing. That's the shaming. Don't provide a platform. Use moderators and online tools. Create a unified community, which is that keyboard warriors, you know. But then I also said, well, you've got to keep them in check so they don't attack and mm. totally bring down this other person. Listen to what the person's saying because they might have a point. Um, fight back with facts and correct mistakes. So if they're calling you out on a mistake you've made, correct it and apologise. So that actually is kind of saying that, yeah, shaming's a legitimate approach but... I don't know. I don't know if I'd do it myself, but I think it's it can be very effective. There's such a culture of shaming. It's really well, disgusting. I hate the shaming. Yeah, but the but don't you hate what what they're doing what they to her? Saying. Yeah, I do. I think but that's, that's worse. I think I think that's the thing. And I'm in a, in a lot of these sort of Facebook groups and stuff, which I'm partly in just just for the comments, just because it's fun. <laughs> but you know, then people are just like, like, I can't believe you're shaming me for this. And it's like I can't believe you're shaming me for shaming me for that. And it sort of becomes this whole shame, like just sort of explosion of shame online. It's just like, okay, I'm not sure what we're talking about anymore. I don't know who's in the right. But um, what someone I follow on Instagram is. Christina, I don't know how to pronounce her surname, Kuzmik, uh, something? We don't know. So, yes, correct. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, she's got 336,000 Instagram followers mm. and you'd recognise her if you saw her. She's one of those people who's like like a lot of mums share her videos because mm. she's all about, you know, like being optimistic and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, but she was um, screenshotting uh, comments that people made on her public Facebook and then people getting angry with her for publicising that. But she was like, well, these it's people are, public are doing it on my public yeah, site. it's so, not private. Yeah what's, yeah, what's the big deal kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that there's there's that element as well. It's like, well, mm-hmm. if people are going to be doing this in yeah. public, then, you know. Do you know what? I've actually done it. I've just remembered. So when I worked <laughs> as a journalist for a hot second, I had an article that I wrote in a matter of minutes and posted and didn't really think much of. I remember that article. Yeah. <laughs> it was one where um, this man had proposed to his now, I can only assume, wife um, every day for a year. So he'd like hidden a camera and then while she was, her back was turned, he'd like <laughs> held up a sign that was like, will you marry me? And everyone's like, it's so cute. And I was like, run. <laughs> run. 
I was like, red flag, he's a psycho, like self-obsessed, who uploads it to YouTube? Like, obviously that's not just for you. Uh, yeah, anyway, so I had some thoughts about it, but not really. I was kind of just like, whatever, and press in. And then people got mad at me and they were like, <laughs> romance though. And one of the comments in particular I found just brilliant and I can still remember, this was like five years ago, but I still remember it. She said, um, boo to the author, um, someone, this person doesn't know what romance is. I bet you someone would wipe shit on her curtain and should think that's love. And I was like, is that not love? <laughs> and that's exactly what I Sorry, said on <laughs> who's shit. Like, what are we yeah. talking about? Yeah. <laughs> like, if it was so like did you take a photo of her name? Yeah, and then it. I posted it just on my private account ah. and went, is that not love? Like I, I was like, yeah. oh, it's fun. We're all having fun. Yeah. But, yeah. That's, I guess I, the thing uh, is, is what other options do you have? Like you can delete them, but if people are intentionally saying these horrendous things and not having a discourse, they're literally just saying you're a piece of shit or you're mm. this or you need to kill yourself, which is, Yumi Steins did get. Yes. Um, I think that's a classic go-to for the, yeah, for the you know, online community. Then words do have weight mm. and, you know. I did notice I'm, that a few of the said, Married at First Sight contestants have turned off comments. Yeah. Oh. Well, that was a big, and we spoke about that in one of our previous shows about the mental health of mm. reality TV show yeah. contestants about that. So, look, I don't know. I think it's I don't really know where we've flawed. got to with this. Hey. <laughs> I think we're all conflicted. I think each of us just needs to take a stance. Lena, go. I really don't know. Okay, I'm Ellen, not a very go. confrontational person. I, I'm not confrontational. I wouldn't do it myself, but I think yeah, it's I a legitimate other people strategy. Doing it, but okay, I don't think I'd I think, do it. Oh, I like that. On the yeah. fence, on the fence. This is why Amy's good. She would just say, it's good. Yeah. Or what, bad. What about you? Um, oh, I'm really trying to think how I feel about this. I like it. I actually think it's a yeah. good thing to do, which yeah. is funny, but only for Yumi Steins. Like, <laughs> It's a real got a, a feminist flavor to this one. I'm do, I'm for it because I think good on her for you owning know, it. Owning it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hard. Good one. I'm glad we got somewhere with that. <laughs> Harry Potter. <laughs> what a segue! I am bringing it back up <laughs> and straight back up. Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Yes. Confession oh, time. So oh my gosh. I am a pothead. Oh. I- <laughs> Is it Potterhead? Is it, no, don't you call Potter fans Potterheads? Is it, isn't it Potterhead? <laughs> I thought you called Harry Potter fans hot Potterheads. Okay. Confession time. Well, I am too. Ellen, no, she's talking about a different kind. <laughs> no, I'm not. Anyway, <laughs> Harry Potter and the Cursed Child is in Melbourne. Uh, it's so just opened a couple of weeks ago. I actually did not realise... Like I must have seen the second weekend or something mm, that it was open. Yeah, it's I sort really of just recently. didn't get how fresh it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's showing at Melbourne. It's the first time that it's been shown outside of um, London mm-hmm. and New York, which is really exciting. Um, and so it's been it's been out for a couple of years. It's for people who don't know, it's a two part play. It's been written by the story is by J.K. Rowling, mm-hmm. but it was written by someone else mm-hmm. um, called Jack Thorne and uh, some other people wrote. Wait, the she story didn't write so. it. She didn't write the script. No. But so the, no, the original story. The story is hers, but the script was written by Jack Thorne. Kind of makes sense because I read the script and doesn't sound like Jack Thorne. See, I didn't read the script, and okay. this oh. was the best thing. I was watching it, and so sorry. The story was by Thorne, 
by Jack Thorne, J.K. Rowling, and John Tiffany, another oh. person. So, so there's other input. Yes, there. Um, don't want to brag, guys, but uh, I did research. So I, I can, can tell. Jam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I had not read the play, so I knew nothing about the story, and I was kind of excited about that because you know it's just like all mm. fresh. Mm. Um, so it's set uh, 19 years later, like after the last book, um, and it's about the sons of because obviously we like I don't think that's a, a spoiler by saying that. We yeah, know no the, spoilers, please. No, I'm but we very know that Ron and Hermione end up together, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay, that's so, the final one. <laughs> we know yeah. that Harry and Ginny end up together, <laughs> so it's about all their children. Yeah. and Draco Malfoy's oh, son cool. is in it as well, and so it's about the story. It's, so the story is around. So the, the like Ginny and Ron and Harry are in it. Yeah. Um, but it's but about the next generation. The next generation. Yeah. I'm so, so sad, just as a side note, that no one can see your wild gesticulations with your hands. <laughs> it is so expressive and just if only you could, we could all get the story <laughs> like it's told in real life. The full story. <laughs> just imagine. Yeah. <laughs> it's also dark so the baby doesn't wake up. <laughs> Very dramatic hand it gestures. <laughs> um, no, what I really loved about it, because I saw it with a friend and we noticed this, was that mm. there was a lot of really young people in uh. the theatre and it's it's a big commitment, right? It's two mm. plays. So each play is like three hours long. And you can see it all in one day or you can split s- it split it oh. over yes. different days. Yeah. yeah, so you go away and you come back for the oh. second part. Yeah, so we saw the, we saw the Saturday, the, the matinee one mm. first and then when it had dinner and then had the went to the evening one. Yeah, it's huge. Second. So it's like a big commitment, right, yeah. of theatre. And or you could do it consecutive nights or consecutive weeks or whatever. Mm. And on the website when I booked, they were like, "Oh, if you can only get to one, just go to the second one. Oh. Don't do that. You won't know what's going on unless yeah. you've already read the screenplay." But mm. like we were like, "Oh, so there'll be a little recap." And it's like, "No, nah, <laughs> straight, straight into it." Okay. Um, but so and and what I was reading an article. It was actually published a couple of weeks ago in the AFR, um, <laughs> Australian <laughs> Financial Review. For those not in the know. <laughs> But they were saying that um, they were expecting people under the age of 35 to make up 65% of the, the mm. of the audience. Wow. Which is really cool That's because cool. the majority of theatregoers are older. So yeah. it's like, this is really a really great way yeah. to introduce a whole new generation. And it's, well, I got a little factoid too. It was the highest all-time weekly ticket sale in December um, on, must be in the West End, after grossing $2.5 million in one week. Whoa. That was the last week of December. So it's been huge. So huge. I mean, even getting the tickets was a process. Like, you had to register to be in the waiting the, oh. the queue and then you had to be online like waiting for your spot to open to get the tickets oh, and all wow. the rest of it. It was amazing. And what I loved about it was this hashtag keep the secrets. Yes. I was doing with, with this plot review mm. if you're going to hashtag keep the secret because apparently what? you have to. Yeah, I do have to and after watching it you get a video from J.K. Rowling telling yeah. you to hashtag keep the secret but I can't tell you about that because that would be revealing a secret. <laughs> It would it wouldn't oh. be really. But um I wanna but see it. The yeah. thing is, is that I wouldn't even know where to start yeah. with revealing the secret. Like it's it's like a you know what the Harry Potter books are like. There's a lot in there. Yeah, there, there is. is a lot of twists lot of and turns. A lot of layers. Mm. Um, but it was it was really really good fun. The whole keep the secret thing really reminded me of the Mouse Trap, that really long running Agatha Christie play in London. Um, sure. So it, they do a similar, <laughs> oh. they do a similar thing at the end of it. It's just this play that's been going since forever. Did not put that on my research list, so I don't know how long it's been going for. But there was that kind of thing. 
But the play was amazing. Guyton Grantley plays oh, Ron I Weasley. Love him. So a lot of um, Australians would know him as Carl Williams from yep. the first series He's of Underbelly. Great. Yep. Yep. I saw a very good image online of him doing the tenure challenge, mm. which I think someone did, you know, I mean someone else did it, he didn't do it, but it was like him as Carl Williams and then him as Ron <laughs> Weasley. That's great. Um the guy who played um Scorpius Malfoy, who's Draco Malfoy's son, was amazing. His mm. name's uh William McKenna. And massive standout was uh, Moaning Myrtle. I don't think I'm giving anything away by saying she's an ex, she's a ghost mm. from no. Harry Potter. Spoiler. Um, and she was played by Gillian Cosgriff, who's a comedian, mm. and she was so, 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 so funny. Mm. Because I think the thing about Harry Potter as well is that the, the books um, and the films, and I think this play as well, they have this really great sort of way of capturing that playful boy humour, yeah. like mm. that lovely kind of adolescent boy. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Be the silliness yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Then she's not so great with the girl humour. No, I agree. So the girls are all very clever and yeah. very strong and great characters, yeah. but they're not very fun and playful, yeah. which I think is a bit of a shame. Luna Lovegood oh is pretty playful. Is oh, she no, quite, she's, she's just serious. Oh, she's very traumatised. Yeah. She's also yeah. just a bit, she's a bit kooky, which no, is that's fun. True. And fun, but there's no there's playful no fun. girl yeah, humour. No, that's true. And so I really felt like Gillian Cosgrave mm. brought that to the cinema. Oh, like it was really, brought that, brought that to the, <laughs> to the show and that was really, really good. Um, but the other thing is that in just with the with the young people being in cinema, there was a girl who was sitting a couple of seats up from us who was probably maybe 16 or 17 having the best night of her life and it was just made the whole thing fantastic and it was so good. And the Melbourne Theatre Company, just unrelated, has half-price tickets for under 30s. Oh. And I think that that's oh. great. <laughs> Ellen, why are you so excited by that? Both of your children can go for free. <laughs> but I thought that was amazing. I just thought that was worth calling out because yeah. it was just, yeah, really good fun. Oh, so definitely go. Go, go, go. I mean, this is not a recommendation. It's just a you should go. Wow, right. I just don't don't know if I want to because that was so wonderful and I just don't want to ruin that lovely experience. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your research. Nope. I now think the secret is that Selena can bloody do some research (laughs) and do it well. (laughs) Hashtag don't tell anybody. Keep the secret. Keep the secret. Okay. Oh, I feel so sorry for you, Ellen. (laughs) I know now I've got to follow that with the Banking Royal Commission. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, everyone. It's a fun time here in the Millennial Divide. Tell us what you know because you were a little concerned about getting this right. Can I say that? I was, yeah. Yeah, I wanted to do my research. This is serious stuff. The reason I wanted to do it because I was the one that suggested this was I thought, like, we've had lots of discussions about being financially savvy and all of that. And this will have massive ongoing ramifications for millennials and for us in particular. And it already has for me, um, particularly with 
thinking about how I go about our mortgage broker and our superannuation. So I wanted to do a recap just for myself. I thought, well, this might be helpful for some people. Mm, So for those that haven't been following the news, (laughs) (laughs) they've done a big banking royal commission. And what's been really um, interesting about this one is that they've really brought people in to tell their stories about what's been happening with the banks, the insurance companies, and also with the mortgage broker sector. And they've found that there's dodgy practices, fees for no service that banks have been taking out of people's accounts. And they said the conduct of the bank has often broken the law. And if it hasn't broken the law, it's fallen short of how we'd expect companies to behave. So, you know, pretty damning. So the report came out on Monday with um, Commissioner Kenneth Haynes gave his verdict and he did 70 recommendations and it's been widely characterised as quite tough on the banks in particular. I know. No, no, no. Like I've heard the opposite, just anecdotally. I've heard some things that it's quite, well, and this is the thing, this is the preface, they're all recommendations. Uh So it's not like they can come in and say we're going to change all this. That's not their role. Their role is to take recommendations. The government will take it. But they've been quite, you know, they've drawn out quite a lot of stories about what's been happening. Um, And their biggest thing is that they've made recommendations to the regulators um, like ASIC and it's up to the regulators to do their job and to launch, and they've said that they need to launch legal action rather than infringement. So previously they would have just kind of slapped a fine on them, whereas they're saying, no, that's not good enough anymore. A lot of things have been let slide. Um, So how will it affect you? I found a fantastic article. If you ever want more detail, Shalala Madora, and I love her name. Shalala Madora. She's from uh, Triple J's Hack, but she's written for the ABC about how it affects millennials in particular. So she's done a really good summary of it. But effectively, one of the biggest things, the changes is going to be for mortgage brokers. So we actually bought our house through a mortgage broker. Mm. And what you don't realise until you start buying a house is that this is what happens. The banks paid the mortgage brokers the commission. And so there's, you know, a bit of conflict of interest there. And then they get something called a trailing commission. So for the life of your loan, they get, um, I think it's 0.15% of your loan as an ongoing commission. The mortgage brokers do. The mortgage brokers Mm. do. If they get your loan, they get an ongoing payment. Mm. So one of the biggest things is that it's been recommended to get rid of these trailing commissions and that's going to upset the whole mortgage broker. That's how they get mm. their money. Um, and also they were saying that it should be the um, borrower who pays the money, not the lender. So not the banks. They're saying if you want to use a mortgage broker, you pay an upfront fee mm. and then they'll yeah. find your loan for you. So that's going to be massive. If you're looking to, about to buy a house, that's going to be huge if they make those changes to the recommendations mm. because it's going to affect how much you have to pay up front. So for my mortgage broker, we actually didn't have to pay anything up front. Because, Same. Yeah, we went yeah. through a mortgage broker too and it was, yeah, yeah. and we were just kind of like, oh, let's just get him to do all the... He all seems nice, guy, nice yeah. enough. He was recommended and he did a wonderful job, but it was yeah, like, so well, let's ours. get him to do the, yeah. the heavy yeah. lifting because he's just going to get his payment from the bank, so Absolutely. whatever. Yeah. So he gave us a couple of options, gave yep. us his recommendation. And, yep. yeah. and I got a lot of knowledge from our mortgage Same. broker as yes. well. I, that's yeah. how I discovered about 
rates and all those kinds yeah. of things. So that's one huge thing. Another one is um, there's a recommendation to change the disclosure of mental illness for insurance. So yeah, this previously, was yeah, people have been denied claims due to mental health, even if it has nothing to do with their claim. So if they're doing a claim, an insurance claim about cancer, and they haven't disclosed that they had depression, then their claims were being denied because of that. So um, it's been recommended to change that and to um, see that it makes sure that it does correlate to what they're actually claiming in um, compensation for. Uh, another recommendation is to set up a compensation scheme for those who have been affected and the government has announced it's going to expand the role of the federal court to prosecute um, white-collar crime, criminal cases. So that's a big thing um, so that more banks and um, mm. that might be have more criminal cases because they're being totally overwhelmed in the courts. And the last one, which I really liked, was it was recommended banks write to clients every year with services they have been charged with and why. So, you know, basic kind of things like we've mm. taken this money out of your account, it's for this service, yeah. this is what you get for it. Mm. Kind of seems basic. Yeah, that seems Maybe. like a fair enough thing to do, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I you like... know that since, since this all the Royal Commission stuff started and the banks started cracking down, the bank who has given us our home loan mm. will not give us a credit card. Oh, really? <laughs> it's like there's an impact for millennials. That's annoying. <laughs> well, look, we've just refinanced. This is very, you know, highbrow financial talk. We've refinanced our loan and we had to go through a much more rigorous well, process yeah. about what we do our spending on and where it goes and how much we earn and how much are our well, cars and our petrol. Well. And, and we didn't have to do that the first time. Yeah. So that's already an ongoing change mm. that has happened. And I think we'll see more and more of that regulation. I'm just so interested because really whenever I've been talking about this at the lunchtime staff room, so, you know, not a huge audience, but you have still. Such a fun workplace. <laughs> I brought it. It was silent. And I was like, married at first sight. Yeah, no? it's like the Royal Commission. What do we think? And really, a lot of people have said that it's soft. It's really soft. These recommendations mm. aren't really changing anything. And in fact, one of the predictions was that the share market in Australia was going to crash yeah. because of these recommendations. It rose yeah, yesterday. It, it rose did. by five percent. ASX um, 2000, sorry, 200's financial sector index. Which I'm really interested about. I'd love to talk to someone about why that happened because, because that the, baffles it, me. Well, because, because the banks were like, yeah, because the banks were like, oh, that was fine. And everyone, <laughs> they're like, that's it. And so, yeah, the people are just, and I'm really upset about that because I was like, I'm considering investing. And I was like, thank goodness, it's going to be really cheap. And it's risen. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, I don't know. I would be interested to see how, as you said, Elle, the recommendations often can just kind of get pushed aside. We've yeah. seen that in the past with Royal Commissions. Yeah. So it's up to everybody. And I, do you know what? I was thinking even if these recommendations don't get through, I think what this commission has done for me is when I go into a bank and they offer me something, I'm going to ask a lot more questions about it. I'm going to say, okay, so where are you getting your commission? Where does it go? How long is it getting paid for? Is this in my best interest? Who employs you? And I'm going to feel a lot more confident having those questions and not just assuming that they're working for me <laughs> because they're not. Yeah. They're working for the dollar. Oh, you sound like such a boss. I love it. Well, right. that, that's what I say and I'll probably be like, um, excuse me. <laughs> uh, I don't want to upset you but, no, just take my money actually. Never mind. I'm sorry for asking. <laughs> so, yes, I would definitely advise if you want more information, the Shalala Madora um, article is a fantastic place to start but there's a lot of explainers online, particularly this week in Australia, particularly on ABC and The Age. 
um, to explain what effect this has and how we can kind of get a bit of the power back because we only have the four big banks at the moment in Australia and I think that will be changing in the next few years so it'll be really interesting. God, I feel like I've really learned something this week. Thank you. Yeah. I did my research too. Well done both of you. (laughs) I did my research with my listener question but um, I can't really say that was research. It took two minutes. Before that, get cracking. So if you are watching the ABC for some explainers on the Royal Commission and you want a little break from that, my recommendation this week is Get Kraken. So it's back for season two this week. Um, Get Kraken, for those who don't know, they've had one season previously. It's Kate McLennan and Kate McCartney who were the two behind um, the catering show. Their one particular episode that went crazy. Catering with a K. Um, Their episode that really went viral was on uh, the Thermomix. Mm. Where, um, yeah, they had all sorts of great things like um, Thermomix is great if you uh, want to join a cult but you don't like group sex, all sorts of all sorts of good things. So it's even good in the retelling. It's great. It was really funny. So Get Kraken is uh, the second show that they've done. To, oh, I don't know if it's the second. Anyway, it's the latest show that they've done together. Um, it's based on a morning TV show and it is really joke dense. It's Mm. great. And if you like consuming morning television or if you've even just come across morning television, it is fantastic. Because I love, oh, I was just going to say, I love that it's set, it's a morning show, but it's literally set at like 3am. Yes. So that's how they make all these mistakes and they're like half dead with sleep and it's just hilarious. But also so many things in the show are based on real life morning television clusterfucks. Like, you know, they'll just be like a little offhand line and you're just like, oh, my God, I remember when that happened. Like, you know, and it's just kind of worked into the show and it seems ridiculous and it's like, Not that actually happened on the morning television. (laughs) I remember it. Um, The first season came out in 2017 and I had, I think I'd been on parental leave. So I'd been, you know, like, Mm. you know, when you're just like, yeah, morning television, it's happening. Um, And so I was sort of really into it then um, because it was just like, oh, my God, all this is so fresh. Like I just remember all of these things. But it's really, really great. Um, and, I mean, even, like, the, the news banner under, at the bottom of the screen. With like all the even, typos. Yeah, and the typos. <laughs> and just, like, all the outrageous things they come up with is just hilarious. So it's, it's really, really great. Highly recommended. It. It's back for season two, 9 o'clock on Wednesdays on ABC. Or ABC iView if you are right. online or you're international. ABC iView have fantastic shows. And it's also on iTunes. Um, so it's Get Kraken with a K. Um, and the other sort of person that stand out from it is Anne Edmonds, who plays Helen Bidou, um, who she, she did her whole sort of stand up, a whole stand up series based on the character who comes and sells sarongs and things on this show. And it's great. Anyway, it's really, really good fun. Right. I didn't like it. Oh, no. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm oh, so sorry. Um, do you watch daytime TV? Do you watch morning <laughs> shows though? Because you really have to you know. Do. I you used to. Watch. I used to watch them a lot for work. I, every day I used to watch them. That's why I kind of still like Carl Stefanovic, but not really. We weren't talking about him, so never mind. Yeah. Um, I, I feel you, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't, uh, yeah, I just love it, just didn't find Aww. it particularly funny, but now you're describing it sounds hilarious. So <laughs> I'm almost like maybe I should give it, give it a give I think I missed some of the go. finer details. Yeah, I'll give it another go. <laughs> but, yeah, I just couldn't sit here and just Aww. let you think that I loved it. <laughs> All right, so, so two deceitful. against one. Well, listeners. See it for yourself. We're divided. Yeah, let us know. We're millennials divided. <laughs> <laughs> we should have a. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> 
Okay, the surprise listener question. Oh, yeah. So one of the reasons that Selena definitely beat me in the research challenge this week is because I went to a sister's house with a newborn and got a little distracted holding the baby. At not a com- this one. Not that one, the newest one, Amy's baby. <laughs> At a complete loss of how to fill the time that I hadn't spent uh, researching actual facts, I was like, quickly, tell me a question. And Amy's question was, <laughs> should I take 12 months maternity leave? This is off the back of, according to Amy, Melinda and Bill Gates Foundation have just reduced the maternity leave which was fully paid from 12 months to six months. And that Mm. is because they found that people actually weren't taking the full 12 Mm. months and that it was actually more important for them to have flexibility and shorter working hours. Yes. Mm. I agree. Well, I felt after both of my, for two children, both times at around the sort of six to nine months mark, I was ready. That was me, seven months on the dot. I was like, okay, get me working. Yeah, but I did have a really, I was working for a great company Mm. that um, did allow me to come back like one day a week at the start Mm. and then I increased it a bit and then I was like three days a week for a few months and then went back four days a week and just stayed on four days a week. Previously I was was five days a week. So that really, really, really helped. Yeah, mm. I agree because I started at seven months with just a one-day-a-week thing. So just I think... a day out of the office. Yeah, out of the office. And I really like that. I liked having a day just to kind of go off, do my thing, bring mm. some money in as well, which yeah. was really helpful. Um, and at seven months I was really hitting it. And I know of a few friends who waited till about 10, 11 months and they were like, I'm, I need to go to work. <laughs> so I think what's... The best advice I got about taking maternity leave is tell work that you're going to take whatever you think your longest is going to be, like 12 months or 10 months or however long, and then you can always come back earlier. So you don't feel that pressure to have to come back earlier, but you can be like, oh, happy surprise, I'm coming back. Mm. Sorry, person who's in my job and thought you'd been here for 12 months. Um, (laughs) But for me it's great. And, you know, so that allows a bit of flexibility. But I definitely think... Especially if you do want to have only, you know, a day a week or something like that. Yeah, exactly. But the flexibility coming back, I think, if I had to go back full-time, no, I couldn't Mm. have done that. Yeah, me neither. So I think we're saying, yes, Amy, take seven months, not 12 months, except from this podcast in which you get seven weeks. Yeah, and you're back soon. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, and a mantra to finish it up. So as per usual, when I take a mantra, it's a little bit of a risk. I will admit that. (laughs) Amy's not here, so I have to accept some responsibility. It is a little bit of a risk when I take mantra. I think I've nailed it. Except (laughs) I can't source where I heard it from. So how this happened was that I think I might have been not driving actively but doing something where I shouldn't have been on my phone. So I did a voice memo and it was after I was listening to this podcast, another podcast, not as good, and they (laughs) quoted it. I'm not going to credit that one either. <laughs> they quoted this this thing and they were like, it's from so-and-so. I didn't get the name, but I did get the quote, so that's all that matters. Let's <laughs> pretend I said it. So it was in response to uh, big life events that happen, okay? And the quote was, you can change it with grace, you can accept it with grace, or you can leave it with grace. Ooh. Do you guys get it? Do you need me to explain it? So when something big, big happens, events, yes. you can... Make So you know when, for instance, if something's really shitty happened at work and you're like, oh, it's really shitty, Mm. 
Like oh. Yumi Stein's Causey Rice. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie Ann, listen up. KK, No, she listen. never actually said that. Anyway, but anyway. Um, yeah. Allegedly. So, hang on. <laughs> so often people might complain. They might bitch about it to mm. colleagues. They might talk to their partner about it, whatever it might be. But if you think of it like this, you can change it with grace so you can make efforts mm-hmm. to change whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You can accept it so you can just sit with it and just let it sit there <laughs> or you can leave it so you can choose not to engage at all. I really, I really like what, the, what? you're explaining it to. <laughs> Tell me. Oh, because it's going, so, it's going it's a so bit much meta. detail. It's actually <laughs> quite high, <bro>. <laughs> So when you say change, <laughs> what do you mean by change? <laughs> Should I start from the start? Oh, I okay. like it. It's a mantra and a lesson. <laughs> How do I explain what change means? Um, change is when something is different from before. I think we've all understood it. As usual, I've nailed the mantra. Thank you, everybody. Good night. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been the Millennial Divide. Well researched, highbrow, yeah. bloody motivational. We've nailed it. We've all learned something. We've all learned something tonight. I really have. Yeah, actually. good, good. Okay. If you've liked what you've heard, subscribe in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also rate, review, or leave us a comment, and we love to hear from you. Don't forget to follow us on the socials at the Millennial Divide. Two L's, two N's. And tell your friends, thank you so much to Royal Collings, as always, for editing. Producer Claire, you legend. Thank you for negotiating our precious podcast time this week. (laughs) Female boss. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.